Welcome to Further Up and Further In. I'm Amy and I'm here with Michelle. Hey, Amy. Here as in here in the universe with me? Yeah, I guess so. I guess, I mean, we're over Zoom. So here (laughs) as in connecting in real time, but not in the same room. Yeah, so kind of like our listeners will get to hear our voices, but not be with us. We are hearing each other's voices, but not together. Uh Exactly. Which is, I mean, it's... This is technology is great. This is good enough, but not the best. And the honest truth to all our listeners is we have seen each other twice, albeit in very busy spaces and places and just didn't carve out time to record. But we recharged our own souls and our connection and thought we'll just schedule this for January. Yep. And so So here here we are. And I have the flu. So I apologize to everybody who thinks I might be sounding like a strangled frog. Nope. Just slightly croaky. Yep. You sound pretty decent, actually, for how I know you're feeling. So So this is our annual episode that I know our listeners look forward to. You got a drum roll? (laughs) Can't believe after all these episodes, we still don't have a proper sound machine, but I hope people have an affection for that. Word of the year debrief. Yes. Yeah. So, Amy, what was your word of the year for 2022? 2022, my word of the year was boundless. Boundless. Mm-hmm. Mine was abundance. Mm-hmm. And I know that we shared these words at the beginning of last year. And I think I've probably referred to mine a couple of times because um, it kind of came up through the year in different ways. Yeah. But we thought as you and I each journal and look backwards we always see how it played out in our years and in a way it is a testimony when we share mm-hmm. what god has done through this highlighting what he's gonna do so why don't you tell us what boundless hadn't catch the first episode or yeah so uh boundless was as um to me was the idea of without constraint and mm. you know obviously not in like an inappropriate, like, do whatever I want, doesn't matter thing, but um, more like the the places, the sense was, was like, the places that I've been constrained by things that were not Jesus, mm. I would become boundless in. Mm-hmm. I think going into the year, as I looked back, that was kind of the the sense that I had there. Okay. And, and do you have any special practice or way that you keep your word of the year so that you're paying attention to it, right? Like there have been years where I have forgotten for chunks of time what that word was. And it's, it's such an important paying attention thing. Yeah. So, um, I have my, so I have kind of like a leather cover for a journal that then holds like three little journal books And so then on the front of each kind of the little journal, I would write across, and I've done this for years, front of my journal every year, I write the word. And so every time I open up my journal, I see it, whether it's kind of 
just the flash or there? I uh, haven't done that. <laughs> I'm curious. I mean, obviously anything like that that you see routinely, you can stop paying attention to. But I always think God gives us this kind of word of the year as a way to help us pay attention to something he's paying attention to. Mm-hmm. So then obviously we're going to be more mindful and probably have more impact and growth. So how did it unfold for you this year? Yeah, it was interesting. As I was reflecting on it in preparation for this, I was like, you know, the overall feeling of the year. I was like, I don't feel any less boundless, like, or any more boundless, <laughs> like any less constrained. And I was like, well, okay, well, that was, whereas other years, I feel like the big picture, I'd be like, wow, I really, you know, saw this tempering or I saw this whatever. But as I was thinking about it over the weekend, it was like, I remembered moments through the year that it was like, I would see that boundless and take the, take the time and be like, man, am I feeling constrained by anything? Mm. man I'm feeling constrained right now by this person's opinion of me I'm feeling Mm. constrained right now by the um, expectations I'm putting on myself or the expectations I feel or perceive someone else's where it's like I had these moments of just like seeing the word and then being like am I constrained by anything kind of a self-check-in and I keep, I mean, you can't see me, people that are listening, but I keep kind of putting my hands and putting my hands up beside me because that's in my soul. That's how it feels like just kind of pressed on all sides when I feel constrained. Mm-hmm. And it was those moments of all of a sudden like, oh yeah, you know what? This person's opinion or this per- this conversation that I had with this person that is now um, constrained me and how I'm acting, how I'm going about my my business I'm feeling constrained. Okay, what does it look like to be boundless, to move into the wide open spaces of deep breathing? And then from there, right? Do the things I need to do. Forgive, break agreement, repent, you know, all those things to bring the wide open. All the tools that we're forever talking about, but actually change our lives. Exactly. (laughs) But then I realized, man, no, looking back, there there were quite a few moments of recognizing I was feeling constraint and then moving into the, the boundless that Jesus had for me. I love it. So there would have been growth, even though you can't say, Oh, wow. I wonder if it's just like in this world, you will have trouble in this world. There will be opportunities for life to make us feel like we're being, I I mean, as you've been holding your hands up, I see them like shoulder distance apart. And I, you're, I'm getting the impression, you know, I can't be, I can't move, can't wiggle. And I often think about how, um, for me, sometimes those, uh, my response to those kind of constraints has been to make myself small Mm -hmm. so that I'm not causing waves, not causing trouble, not being a bother. Yeah. And how in this world, maybe those are just going to be human experiences that we encounter regularly, but by having this word over your life this year, you didn't have to stay there. Yeah, exactly. I think that's a, that's a good distinction. It's like not the lack of things that kind of pressed, but rather Mm -hmm. um, an increased ability and and capacity to recognize it sooner and deal with it sooner. Okay. I love it, Amy. Yeah. And so yours was abundance and you've kind of spoken about that a little bit, but how do you, um, keep it in front of you. Yeah. Well, I, 
I think I told people, but maybe, well, I'll just like quick recap for anybody that didn't. It's so crazy to me how some years it's like COVID years were like dog years. And I feel like the last year technically was partly a COVID year, but it still feels like what? This time a year ago, I was getting ready for my first of two surgeries that I had last winter. And uh, when God gave me the word abundance for 2022, I was actually kind of ticked off. Um, it felt rude and insensitive, God. <laughs> uh, cancer is not abundance. Cancer treatment isn't even abundance. It's like a best case scenario in a terrible situation. And so I, I certainly didn't embrace the word. You know, so you ever feel skeptical and cynical when God says stuff? It's like, yeah, well, you know, like All the day time. Lord, it says a thousand years. Wow, big deal. <laughs> We're so human and I think he can handle it. So anyway, yeah, he gave me the word abundance. And when I was, um, let's say, following in the steps of King David with my honest, vulnerable response, <laughs> um, I just felt like he told me to keep a gratitude journal, which I was like, no, nah, it's cheesy because I was just. I was just miserable. Like it just was. And that's just part of being human and uh, worn down. So I did that last year. So I have 365 entries in a journal mm. of intentional paying, um, observing God's goodness in my days. And so my journal also has all the, you know, days where there was a, a great lament as well. It was not meant to be a practice in denial or, um, you know, that kind of happy clappy. Mm -hmm. There's some things in life that really won't get you through. And, and last year was definitely one of those. And so I, but, you know, the observations are um, some days small. You know, the sun coming through the window, that I'm a beautiful, warm house. As I was paying attention to the Ukraine, I was like that I'm in a world where I feel safe. Friendship things, lots of. Amy things, Amy coming for a visit, Amy going to the doctor with me, um, people bringing meals. And it was, um, it made a beautiful tapestry in my journal, actually. I used different colors of ink for my thankful things, my laments, my general observations, Bible verses. So I, I use kind of a bright teal blue for all my thankful things. And, and what I see, you know, is probably a mature perspective that we should always carry. I, I haven't stopped. I've already just carried on now. It's just the habit. I'm paying attention every day. Where have I seen God's goodness in my day? Because the truth is our lives. Like Jesus said, I kind of used that verse and twisted it a bit when I just mentioned it to you. In this world, you will have trouble, but be of good cheer. And I, I hate that verse. Mm -hmm. <laughs> in a way, it's like, yeah, thanks. Yeah, we're going to have trouble, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. And it's like, the truth is that we are, most often could say extravagantly blessed. But we also have um, seasons where that's harder to find. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think some ancient theologian called it ordinary graces mm. that we forget to notice. And yet we're not entitled to any of them. Mm. And so I kind of ended my year thinking that, you know, that even things that could have been different or, you know, somebody was expressing disappointment over some things that didn't happen for on my behalf over the holidays. And I'm like, no, no, I actually just don't even feel entitled to any of that. I honestly just feel grateful because when we pay attention to the goodness, we recognize how much abundance there actually is mm -hmm. in our lives. And there is, there's so much. Yeah. So I would say 
yep, I did have to go through some really, really yucky things. And I just feel so blessed and thankful. Mm -hmm. And like in an authentic way, not just to like, yay, see, the sun still shines on your sad days. You know, nothing weird like that. Blessed because that's what the Bible says. Let's not do hashtag blessed. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. It makes me think of um, Psalm 16 was kind of the verse I chose to wrap up the year. Uh, Verse five to eight. It says, Lord, I've chosen you alone as my inheritance. You are my prize, my pleasure and my portion. Mm -hmm. I leave my destiny and its timing in your hands. Your pleasant path leads me to pleasant places. I am overwhelmed by the privileges that come with following you. For you have given me the best. The way you counsel and correct me makes me praise you more. For your whispers in the night give me wisdom, showing me what to do next. Mm. Because you are close to me and always available, my confidence will never be shaken. For I experience your wraparound presence every moment. Mm, That's such a fantastic verse that just really like talks about the abundance in not in the specifics, but in every area, the abundance of Jesus when we stop and notice so it is i would say a spiritual discipline to pay attention Mm -hmm. yeah 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 and the right the the look the gratitude journal right it is one of those like really can be very cheesy things yeah but i started i started uh from the 1000 gifts yeah back in 2015 and i still have it and i think i'm like at 700 because i just keep forgetting about it yeah (laughs) But those moments, right, when we are paying attention, right, it mm-hmm. kind of pulls us out of the victim, poor me. Yeah. And it can also pull us away from the entitled, I deserve this, I'm entitled to this, right? It kind of keeps us in the eyes on Jesus and recognizing the gifts and blessings that he has brought into our lives. And an antidote to um, self-pity. Yeah. <laughs> The other thing is, I would say, looking back, that I truly see what I would call significant abundance as well as ordinary Mm. graces. Even uh, when I think about it, I would have, with the plan that I was going into 2022 with, I was supposed to be doing chemo until the end of November. And I was done all treatment by Easter. Mm -hmm. And so while those first few months of the year were truly brutal in body, soul, and spirit, man, what an abundance it feels like to me that I didn't end up having to do that chemo and that, you know, I started the rebuilding Mm. of my health. And even then my health is just like surprising to people where I'm at now, Mm -hmm. considering how short a time ago, all of that was that's abundance. It's not the miracle I asked for, but it is extravagance. Mm -hmm. I'm thankful. I'm so thankful. Yeah. So moving into 2023, what yes. word has Jesus given you? I got the word wisdom mm. and it landed like, like a thud. I was like, oh, I think I've stopped saying, nope, not that word. Cause I think I do that every single year for one reason or another. Like, what am I expecting? I don't know. And don't argue with the almighty. It just, it was so weighty mm. um, that I, I, it almost like kind of brought a sense of dread. And then I just realized, well, that's just stupid. Satan is always ready to steal, kill and destroy. Like the God promises you the gift you need. And you're like, oh, that's going to mean something bad is happening. 
Uh, and it's so funny because already, what are we recording on the 9th mm-hmm. of January? So we're nine days in and the strength this word has brought to me already because I'm paying attention. Mm. I mean, I'm in this new leadership position that's like feels way over my head some days in a world that we just don't even know anything about, right? The, the world is so uncertain. Who can plan and know anything? Personally, my life is uncertain as in I don't have a, a permanent home in Calgary and our house hasn't sold. And every time I start to freak out about decisions, it's like, oh, God has promised me wisdom. Mm. And I get really still and quiet and expectant and it's kind of peaceful. Mm. So yeah, nine days in, you've already seen the encouragement in that and you've seen God give you wisdom. Yeah. And I'm just resting in the promise of it. Even when I don't have the answer that I need, I'm realizing he's going to give it to me when I need it. So I'm obviously can wait in stillness. I have a, a tendency to rush into problem solving and fixing and scheduling. Mm. So like, oh, okay. I'll, it'll be there when I need it. I also started reading a chapter of Proverbs every day just to really cultivate scriptural wisdom. And I've been taking a verse out of every chapter every day and putting it on a sticky note. So I have sticky notes all over my kitchen already, but it's fun. It's keeping it before me. I feel like uh, we both pay attention some to Dr. Caroline Leaf. I think she says it takes 60, 60 some days to develop a new neural pathway in your brain. Mm. Um, So we'll be well into March before we've actually, whatever your word for the year is, won't be a new full groove in your brain until March. So I hope if our listeners are following along with us and having kind of this practice, they'll be really intentional too. Yeah. So what's your word, Amy? No, I finally had some time this morning to to sit down and kind of had some Ooh. space enough that it felt quiet. The word that came to me, which again, very similar to you is like, oh, but I, mm, I don't like that one because I can, it seems like a lot of work. And the word was capacity. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and like right away, I'm like, well, the only way you get more capacity is by like stretching and growing and like intentional. I immediately went into like, this is such hard work. <laughs> I'm sorry that I'm laughing with you. <laughs> I know, right? And as I was like journaling, like, ugh, this seems like a lot of work, Jesus. Why can't I have something that's just like nice and cozy and cuddly? It was just what he spoke to me was. It's not your job to increase your capacity. It's your job to stay close to me, listen to my voice and be obedient. And through that, all increase your capacity. And so it was like that kind of shifted it because then it was like, oh, okay. So I I just kind of keep on doing what I'm already doing and lean into Jesus in greater ways, which is like, intimacy and relationship which is what I want and he's doing the heavy lifting yeah and so kind of in that it kind of took away that thing of like dread a little bit of dread or like oof why do I need increased capacity (laughs) what's coming (laughs) and more like this is a promise that Jesus says he'll do in me Mm -hmm. and my part is kind of the same that it's always been yeah I love it. It's not um, like do more, do more, do more. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things I think of when I think of capacity, but fruitfulness. Yeah. Right. We have the capacity 
we can be still and quiet and chaos. We can be clear minded when many things are happening. Mm-hmm. It's not about doing more. It is nope. a, it's capacity. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. What a beautiful promise. I'm excited. I'm excited to hear how this is going to play out. <laughs> All the opportunity. Uh, AFCO. Yes. Yes. Do our read our listeners know what an AFCO is? Maybe they should just look it up. They'll find it on Ur- urban dictionary. AFGO. I think so. <laughs> it, it was one of those, uh, I will just share it, but with not the real word. It was AG. one of those things. I think I was just like really annoyed or like angry at, <laughs> at a, a growth opportunity. And I saw this thing was another effing growth opportunity. <laughs> AFCO. And so yeah. I, it, it's one of those things that is makes me laugh and because there's a tension in that that I I really enjoy well and it's so relatable it's like I do want to grow but oh yep exactly because we know what not growing means and that's just miserable for us and everybody around us so let's not go there exactly well, and I think the beautiful thing about the whole, um, yeah, I've, I've had people push back on the whole word of the year thing, although I feel like it's become very popular. Maybe we started it. Did we start it? I'd I just noticed on my social media a lot this year. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I didn't know this was so mainstream. Yeah. Because um, it's just something I've been doing for like years. I can remember doing it at Y2K and wondering if the world was going to end. <laughs> But uh, it's such a way of, um, with easy rhythms of grace, paying attention to what God wants to do, mm-hmm. kind of fuels our hope. Every time we have a promise that we're holding on to, there's like a, a, a sense of expectation around it that's good rather than dread. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a discipleship pathway. It's paying attention to what God is saying and partnering with him for growth, which, wow. That sounds just like something we would recommend so that you can head further up and further in. Mm-hmm.